we rolling? We are now rolling. Yes. Alberta <laughs> Filmmakers Podcast. Me, 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 me. Okay, anytime. What's up, AB Filmcast listeners? It's Matt Waterworth. I am uh, just at my desk uh, today. Uh, Scott's been running around and in Berlin, and we've got updates on that. But just wanted to get this episode out real quickly. It's kind of a light episode. Um, we're checking in with our friend Dane Ewan from the very second episode of the podcast and his experience at Sate. But before we jump into that, uh, we are going to talk a little bit about the Fantasy Movie League. The Fantasy Movie League, if you don't know, is a place where uh, you can... Uh, kind of guess how the box office is going to go for several different films. Um, all the films that are out, you pick your lineup. Uh, it's a bit like fantasy football. And then uh, you uh, you kind of compete your uh, cineplex uh, against a bunch of other people. So uh, I think we've missed some time. Sorry if I missed you. Um, I th- Well, actually, in week 11, Ash Cake, number one. Well done. Ash Cake's multiplex. And then uh, week 12... Uh, this is unofficial as I record this, but it's probably going to be legit. Um, we are looking at uh, Ashcake again. Two two in a row. Two wins in a row for Ashcake. Well done. Uh, Patrick in second this week uh, around. This is the John Wick 2 uh, and the Great Wall lineup. And uh, you should join us. Uh, check out uh, the social presence for more information on how to uh, get involved in the uh, in the um, Alberta Filmmakers Podcast League um, on Fantasy Movie League. Uh, you can find out more about that at fantasymovieleague.com. In the in the next thing on the uh, agenda here, um, a little bit of a, a in plain view update. You know. A lot of people talking about the film um, and saying, hey, when's it coming out? It's it's cool that you, you've done it. Um, and I think the most important thing to remember is, you know, we may not have huge success with this film, and that's okay. Um, but we want to try. We want to try for it to be as successful as possible. And so in order to do that, it means we got to get told no a lot, especially before uh, we kind of put it out there to the public because distributors want that right. They want that first showing right. So the world premiere of a film matters to film festivals and to distributors. And so you kind of have to hang on to that until the time is right. So right now, uh, you know, Scott, Scott's uh, back from Berlin, but he, he was there uh, learning about that process, making uh, introductions, showing off the film. And, uh, you know, we've got just a wonderful um, uh, opportunity uh, to, to kind of uh, take our time with it, thanks to Telefilm, and uh, and really find the best ho- possible home for it. So it's looking really it's looking really exciting so far. Um, you know, all of these conversations feel really great when they're happening because everybody's nice and and cool. And so the question becomes, what happens down the road? So as we continue to work on all the post production elements of the film, um, we're also looking to get it uh, seen by the audience as quickly as possible. So know that that is on the way. Um, great little article uh, from the Calgary Herald uh, called The Alberta Film Industry, Poised to Become North American Production Hub, But Changes to Incentive Needed. Uh, great article. Give it a read. Um, some great voices and um, a little bit of information from Ricardo Miranda, the Minister of Culture and Tourism, who uh, is uh, is was not available to talk, but his office did send a statement um, saying that his department continues to explore ongoing support for the sector within the current fiscal environment. If you don't know... Ricardo Miranda is our uh, minister of, of our industry. So if you're in the Alberta film industry, he's the guy who's kind of working for us. And um, the first point of contact, if you're interested in 
making uh, 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 not in reaching out to the government uh, when it comes to um, their thoughts on things like the cap and things like the Alberta Media Fund and and professional development and all that stuff. So it's a good uh, thing to familiarize yourself with. Um, Oscar-nominated actor Liam Neeson coming to town uh, to film a movie in Banff, uh, and by town I mean province, and uh, <laughs> he's he's just not a good dad. Uh, apparently in the film uh, he plays an upright snowplow driver whose son is murdered by a local drug kingpin, and um, yeah, it's it's like uh, it's like Deadpool said, you just gotta wonder about his parenting skills. Uh, M Media is moving uh, March first, so be aware. Uh, March first, they will be at. 2005 10th Avenue Southwest, uh, which is down in Sanalta, I believe, not far from the, the new CSIF location. So uh, without further ado, here's a check-in with our wonderful young uh, SATE student, Dane Ewan, who uh, gives us some insight into what the experience has been like for him going through the SATE film and video program. And uh, last we spoke with him, he was just a couple weeks into his first semester, and this check-in uh, is... With him, I believe, well, I think he says it, but uh, we're, we're, we're almost, I think we're halfway done the, the final semester. So uh, close to being complete the program. So we get some insight, uh, you know, based on, you know, when he started and now um, how the experience has been for him. Um, there's also some changes to that program coming up. Uh, so you may want to uh, stay tuned to learn about that. Alrighty, here he is, Dane Ewan. All right, Dane, back again. You were our second ever guest on the show. You're right. Yeah. This should be episode 51, so it's been a while. Nice. Hasn't been every week, so so you're actually, when we spoke to you the first time, you were, what, a couple weeks into your first year at SAIT? Yeah. And now you are in into your fourth and final semester. That's right. So we're about a year and a half since, maybe more. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess let's start with... How was your first year? It was uh, it was great. Um, I got super sick by the end of it because you do, you just get run run you down hard, from yeah. all that yeah, from like not managing your time properly. Right. But, uh, <laughs> so that's uh, yeah, it's important to do. But it was awesome. I had a great vacation in between years, and uh, and now I'm back and getting sick again. <laughs> right, right. But tell, but so tell me, like how, like what is for the, for somebody who's never been. Now that you've been through the first year, what what is the first year like? We should have talked to you like right after the first year. I'm sorry. But. No, that's okay. You're busy. Um, uh, well, it's for me. It's like it was the last time that we will ever experience that sort of curriculum again. Right. So because uh, there's they've revamped everything. It's the last time anybody's gonna exactly it, right. Yeah. 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 So um, so it was good. It was just like like you sort of finish up your tiny little student projects and. Uh, and then, and then, yeah, it's, uh, you just, it's, it's difficult to like, yeah, there's small projects. You, you do your job on them, you work with your, uh, classmates and then you just, it just, everything ends. And then you, you don't realize what you're doing with yourself. Anymore. And <laughs> right. it's like, you, like, like, what do you do? You're so busy all week long. And then all of a sudden it's just gone. Right. And, uh, so yeah, uh, that's kind of like the film industry, I think, in general, though. That's what I hear from everyone. Um, when well, working, yeah, you're yeah. Working I mean, 24/7, and then you work on not, you work on a feature, yeah. and you're you're a family for six weeks, yeah. and then you're done. Yeah. So it's uh, a lot of adjustment. Right. Yeah. So, 
what was kind of the content of the first year? Because you know I've been, but it was it's getting to be ten years since I've I took that course. What what kind of content gets covered? Well, for us, every technical aspect of filmmaking gets covered. So there's uh, cinematography, there's lighting, there's grip, there's sound, um, but there's also directing and producing, right? And just basic post production procedures okay. and stuff like that. So that is it's like a very well rounded um, education, right? But now you've we've we we're supposed to select our streams, and I I selected my what's called craft technical mm-hmm. and that's just cinematography lighting right. and grip and sound and, and so for those listening that that's that's been a thing for a long time you, yeah in your second year you right. select a either craft tech producer director or post-production yeah so now that's gone though you're the last year that's going to be doing that yeah right? yeah we're the dying breed now so right. um so now everyone entering the program from here on out We'll be learning that whole well-rounded. So both years are going to be like yeah, covering it all. Apparently, yeah, right. the, from what I hear. So uh, yeah, so that's really great, and I prefer that almost. But because I mean, like, I'm not a, a photographer at heart. Photographer? Like, I'm not like a you know I don't know I didn't grow up with a DSLR in right, my hand right. shooting okay. images. Sure. So being a being a in the cinematography stream now, I'm learning way more. Right. At a way higher. Okay. Uh, uh, rate so, in a more focused way yeah way more focused on on things I'm, I'm catching up to like kind of everyone else so right. i love that like I, I love if if people tend to like fall into the streams that they're that they're knowledgeable of already so right. um so i tried going somewhere uh, where my strengths were not and the, where they didn't lie so hmm. yeah so it for oh, me i love so, okay. i love learning the things that i don't know right and, right and and that i love being pushed to do the things that I'm afraid to do because I'm, I I don't know anything about them. Right, so right, right. yeah, um, I I, I kind of wished we had kept learning more about everything, and hmm. but the program would have to be a lot more. So so it's kind of bittersweet. You're like you kind of yeah. you can see the upside of both ways of doing it, I guess. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So what made you choose craft tech? Um, yeah, it was just the like I felt uh, I felt it was a little bit more tangible, like a little bit more technical, and and the knowledge was could be applied more quantitatively right. on set right so so i definitely chose that because i think my heart lies uh with wanting to direct actors and, and writing stories and stuff like that and uh in order to bring that to reality those visions i'm good at maybe creating visions but i'm not good at making them a reality so okay. so i want to round out my own skill set a cool. little bit cool. yeah so tell me a bit more about second year because it's it's changed so much since I was there. I well, like I don't even know if I remember, but in my day, young man, in my day, <laughs> the uh, the program was we did like some commercials, we did some a couple of short projects, a PSA, a couple commercials, uh, music video, um, and then the two big projects were the two twenty two minute projects. Oh, really? Yeah. So they were there. The idea was broadcast half hour shoot a 22 minute project and so those were our big like those were the big pinnacle projects right and you you wanted to be the director if you wanted to direct you wanted to be the cinematographer on that if you wanted to be a cinematographer Mm -hmm. um so what's the layout now what's the lay of the land as far as projects go all the tiny well i I won't say tiny but like all the shorter in length projects were done in the first year oh okay so your psa and 30 second commercials are done that's cool and then now we had a we had a, a scheduling issue so we pushed back one of our 10 minute films 
to this year. Okay. So the production, that was the first thing we went we went into. Uh, so as soon as you of, start second year, it's like 10-minute short film. Sorry, uh, I meant fourth semester. Yeah. Okay. So okay. after Christmas. So, gotcha. uh, y- yeah. Um, oh, my God. I'm. I, you know what? It's been so long. <laughs> it, like, it, it feels so I long. I, I, Third semester feels like first year to me I bet, already. I bet, yeah. So maybe yeah. I'm a little bit off on that. So, no um, but, yeah, we, sh- we, sh- we did the five-minute shorts in third semester. Right. And then uh, we shoved one of the 10 minutes to uh that was supposed to be done before christmas after christmas so we did that one first and now we um we've gone straight into pre-production for our 20 minute film wow and uh so and then after the 20 minute film we have a music video to do and then and then also a uh, documentary okay and we did another documentary prior to fourth semester oh okay um and then you know i can't even and so for those who don't know it's like a I don't know how it's going to work after this year, but you know, the producer directors are, you know, all vie for what they want to do. If you want to produce a, a documentary or if you want to direct a documentary, you go for that. You ha- and you kind of have to pitch for it, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You have to like, like apply for the job almost. Right. If, if, I mean, that is if there are more than one person, uh, like fighting for the position right, or right. advocating gotcha. for that. So, um, yeah, you have to pitch yourself. You have to sell your vision to the execs which of course are the instructors right, and right, right. and the financiers up, <laughs> yeah, up it's at true. state it's true so yeah. i mean they are applying a lot of equity to it so yeah, um yeah. but yeah so i'm the cinematographer on the 20 minute film um, okay so how did you how did you get that gig did you have to fight for it cuz that's a pretty big project that's the biggest project right the 20 minute it's yeah largest in scale right. yeah okay in scope uh so i had to well i, I don't know i, I kind of held off um DPing anything up until now right right right. and then by the time this came along i applied for it and and everyone else had already done something Uh, so strategy i think yeah i think i was sort of there wasn't much competition for it for me luckily like well and it's easy to to say for it nobody else he's he's the only one who hasn't had a chance yet exactly so what is it what what is the 20 minute is it a action is it a, is i assume it's a narrative it is yeah it's okay. a narrative uh, a fictional narrative uh so sate seems to be in love with monster movies mm. this year mm. uh so this will be our third monster movie really <laughs> and it's a werewolf film okay kind of with like a, a late 70s early 80s vibe to it right um it was very ambitious the script is was really was really great um but we had to overhaul it to make it more pragmatic okay and more um less ambitious and more you know achievable sure so it was all night shoots mm-hmm. all exteriors wow almost i mean we had to we altered some scenes to yeah. bring them indoors but and then of course we had this uh really really mean looking werewolf that right. we have to create and right. we just got the mask for the werewolf on friday okay so Caleb, and you're going to production on monday we're recording this on a saturday oh yeah 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 yeah. so this is saturday and in two days we'll be shooting shooting this film at night so overnight and then going to class after afterwards so um yeah Wait, what you're gonna stay up all night and then go to class well that- okay on okay so we're going to class monday morning and then we we had to set up there's a pre-call that evening and then um and then we're not go- okay so we're not going to class <laughs> but but on thursday uh-huh. we have another night shoot and then we'll be going to class after and um, on friday so you'll morning. wrap it what time like well, six well the aim is the goal is to be um 
well originally it was supposed to be midnight but we'll see how that goes oh okay yeah. all right okay yeah well at least maybe a couple hours of sleep then yeah yeah gotcha. so uh so the twenty so so there's no twenty two minutes anymore. Do they call them short films? I mean, what you're making is short films, but they don't really refer to them that as that. Well, I don't know what else we could. I know, I know. It's the ten minute project, right? It's the twenty. That seems to be what right. They're, yeah, what they're called. But uh, so beyond that, beyond like the production part of it, what other classes are happening? I know that there's business of film and there's writing stuff. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Jason Long, um, he's our screenwriting instructor, and he's a uh, I'm busy trying to catch up to him at, uh, regarding how many Alberta filmmakers podcasts uh, <laughs> right, right. we're doing. So I believe we're tied now. I think you're tied, two, yeah. Two, two. <laughs> um, I'm just going to rub that in your face, Jason. <laughs> um, he's going to fail me now. Um, yeah, so we have screenwriting class right now, and that's like a four-hour weekly thing. And then um, what else we got? Mostly just production planning and film critique. So we... At the end of every week, we get to show our dailies that we've shot that week in a big theater, really nice theater, yeah. great sound, great screen. Yeah. Um, and we got to like just sort of tear each other apart on it and right. our roles on it. So how can we improve what we've shot? How can we cut it together in a more with a better pace? Um, what are the how are the visual effects shaping up? Stuff like that. So that's a lot of fun. But that's always at the end of the week. So everyone's pretty tired or busy you know, doing other stuff too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, yeah. So that's mainly it uh, right now. I mean, because we're so focused and dedicated on being out there making these movies happen. Right. There's not much time dedicated to lectures anymore. Right. Which is great about say because right. it's, it's you're out there doing it. You're in production mode. Yeah, now, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So the other thing that, that always happened and happened to us in the second year was uh, the post-production bottleneck. There's only so many. There's really only one suite, kind of one other suite, but yeah. it wasn't as good. And by, you know, in the last two months, every second was booked for somebody editing something to try and make <laughs> the, the screening night, right? Yeah, yeah. Is that happening now? It appears to be, yeah. Um, You were there recently with yeah. Scott. Yeah. And I don't know if they showed you, took you on a tour of the new post-production suites, but... no. They've renovated it all. They've added right. in a lot new um, technology, like okay. a lot more state-of-the-art stuff. Sorry, sweet, I'm not sweet. info, so I can't, <laughs> right, right, I right, can't right. specify. I, is there more Avid stuff? Is yeah, that, there's, does that sound there's right? a few okay. more Avid cool. suites. They've knocked down a few walls, right. put in some servers, stuff like right. that. Um, wow. So it's really cool. Uh, but yeah, of course. I mean, the, the post-production teams are all starting to feel the pressure now. Right. And, and you know me as a cinematographer, I'm trying my best not to, not to add on to their workload for my film. So actually, what a recent development was, um, we were gonna shoot a bunch of interior exterior car scenes on green screen, uh, you know, so have the guy driving like pretend driving the car in a studio space with right. green screen behind him, and then we would you know um, composite the background in later. However, um, I discovered that there's a different process and that's called the poor man's process where you basically just shoot everything in camera optically right and you fake it you know you have someone with a stick basically yeah. moving your car two and, lights, two and two flashlights yeah yeah. Or, yeah so <laughs> which is sort of like filmmaking at its core yeah yeah and you still see that now man like, yeah it's i not, mean deacons does it right it's, yeah if you if you really look for it you'll notice it but i don't think the average audience <laughs> member no. notices or cares no know? no so we'll see how well we can reproduce the effect but um 
but yeah, I mean, and, and I, I just and that's remember be- that's because there's not enough time in post. Like, well, yeah, I remember they just breathe a, a sigh of relief. It was just <laughs> right. like, oh, thank God, uh, that's one and, less all nighter. Yeah, totally. And you know, I figured like everyone will be learning on set now. Yeah, um, I, I can't wait to try it out. And cool. if I fail, I fail. But you know, I learn failing. So right, right. Um, yeah, as, I'm looking forward. As, to as it. do we all. Uh, oh, yeah. And a question I forgot to ask was what what formats are we shooting on? I know there's a new camera oh, yeah. at, at say the Alexa, the Amira, yeah, the Amira, the, the, okay. the area of Amira, okay, which is okay. nice. Cool. Um, yeah, we shoot on one of the five minutes was shot 35 millimeter on the movie cam. Okay, so cool. you get you get all the film experience you need. And I don't know what the actual stat is, but I know that Sate is really one of the few schools in Canada still shooting on film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean maybe one of two or something yeah i'm not quite sure but and we and that was also shot with uh it was it was complemented by 16 millimeter film um i'm just shooting mine on digital cinema and which with the, is with the, the alexa oh, okay. and the amira you're using both yeah and oh. then there's a little they got a couple new um sony um 4k kind of like hand cam handy cams oh cool so oh. so i for our jibs, I mean, for our jib shots, I'm, uh, I'm gonna use those and gotcha, uh, because they're light enough for our jibs. To and just use. conform that footage to the. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, what's the Amira? Uh, it's what? sort of like the documentary filmmaking version oh, okay. of the Alexa, oh, but okay. but I know I think I think is why, it smaller? Why Nona Earp shoots on them. Oh, really? I'm hmm. not sure though. Uh, but it is smaller. Yeah, it's smaller. It's it's got more built-in like settings that you can change easier uh the menus are a bit easier um uh yeah it's more just supposed to be on the it's more of an on-the-go camera cool to my knowledge i haven't used it yet but we plan on using it for gotcha yeah that's exciting so what so there's still a music video to go Mm -hmm. um and then you've also i assume like you've got you know scripts to be handing in and uh oh yeah 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 jason's class still has like assignments for us right, right so right, we, right. we still got to you know um do our projects there so, <laughs> there's a lot of yeah so how, the, how do you have the time i mean i i'm realizing i remember it now yeah the same thing like we're shooting until you know nine o'clock at night and we shot all day and we all have assignments due the next day oh, yeah. like we're all going to be up until three o'clock in the morning trying to finish yeah yeah the workload is is heavy it's very heavy um you know you work most weekends We'll be working all throughout reading week, yeah. but I feel like that that's a, a fair um, workload mm-hmm. if you're if you're looking to get into this it's true. industry true. in the first yeah. place. I yeah. mean, so it sort of prepares you to to master your time well. And yeah, and in the, and the upside, I mean, I guess is we were just we were talking about how you know if you work on a feature, you're working maybe for six weeks, and you're hopefully making decent money on on a studio feature that might be shooting in town, mm-hmm. and then you get a break, right? You don't have to work. 14 15 hours every day and until you get on the next project mm-hmm. so it's a unique working world uh that's a lot different than i think what most people are used to right yeah and if you're writing your own project on the side then you'll be right. working when you're not working right too, you know yeah. so for sure yeah um yeah so uh yeah state's really great for uh being industry connected they've 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 guided us in the right direction as far as joining unions go right um i'm a 669 permittee now wow cool so, already yeah that's great so hopefully i can get you know some money did you uh, do that trainee thing i did yes oh wow yes. when when was that 
Uh, that was, I missed the first week of school. Oh, okay. Coming back uh, after Christmas. I didn't know about this. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so No, for, you referred me. I know, I know. Yeah. I did, I did yes, a letter. I didn't know I, I you didn't, got it. No, yeah, I didn't it's update all, you. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> so, so for those who don't know, we're talking about 669 has a trainee program that allows, so if you're new to the industry, you can become a permittee and go work on a project. Is that right? Yeah, for, they throw you on to different. And you get paid a little bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's minimum wage. Okay. Yeah, so um, they throw you on to five-week rotations okay. on union TV shows. And so what show did you work on? Uh, I haven't actually – I've had to turn – you know, I, I prioritized Sate Fair over, enough. Fair enough. over yeah. top of this. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, I informed them that I was very eager to start working after school. Sure, but did, you said you missed the first week of school. Yes, uh, for the trainee course. Itself, oh, which so is actually a course a and long. then you get – yeah. Okay. Then, gotcha. So then there's a yeah there's a course and then they test you twice. Okay. There's cool. like a practical Tell exam me about and the a course. written exam. Uh, it it was yeah it was great. They we went to Panavision. We went to uh, ISC two twelve. Uh, they just sort of went over how the ca- how camera teams. It's actually specified towards second assistant camera. Oh okay. Um, in the industry because that's the first job right. you'll get in the uh, camera department. In the camera department right. after you gotcha. become a member. Uh, so yeah, they just, they just tested you out on, on how to use cameras, cool. on how to slate properly, nice on how to mark actors. That's awesome. Yeah. And then there's a pretty, uh, I mean, I was pretty nervous for the exams, but, but, um, a lot of people found them a fairly, you know, fairly easy cause they sure. prepared, you know? Sure. So, so if you, if you prepare, if you study, mm-hmm. if you've done second AC work on, on indie filmmaking yeah. sets, then uh, you should be fine. Cool. But it only comes around every one or two years. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Huh. And then, yeah, you can work out in Vancouver and right. all the way up to... And, well, when you're Winnipeg. in that union, you can go, well, can't you transfer it to at least at least like an American version of IATSE? You yeah. couldn't necessarily just walk in and get a job, but at least they know that, okay, you're in the brotherhood a little bit. You understand yeah. this world a little bit. That I don't not, know how that would it work. It might be but, a little bit more challenging for... Yeah, for yeah crossing the border right. but to go over to 667 in toronto and eastern canada might be a little bit easier right cool so if, in case you don't know what we're talking about this is the the union four and you would know better than i would what what all what are all the jobs that fall under 669 camera it's mostly uh yeah i'm, I'm just camera sure it's just camera department okay, cool. yep cool right. so um anyone it goes from second ac to uh cinematographer right what about dit is that Part uh, of it? Yes. That's considered part of the yeah. camera department? Okay, cool. Yeah, and all your information technologists, yeah. Right. Uh, okay, so so what's the next... When when are you done school? When are you done second year? At the end of April, April 30th. Okay, and so I assume it's the same for me, for us. It was like we're, pl- we're, we're shooting for the final screening night. That was... Yeah. Every project's got to be done. Yeah. You know, people were editing the same day. Oh, yeah. Is that the same? And when is yours happening? Uh, you know what? I don't even know when our screening is. It's before our final day. I think it's like four days before. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, everything has to be done and locked right. by that day. Okay. And if it's not, then you don't show it. I mean, right. you don't screen what you want. I mean, right. Yeah. If it's if there's still green screen left, then you're screening it with right. green screen, I guess. <laughs> um, I was on the co- I was on the committee. Yeah. That put together the screening. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, and I had to. I remember I cool. had, I had to pitch the idea to the '88 Legacy Fund. Do you know about the '88 Legacy? No. I, I don't know if it still exists or not. <laughs> but the '88 Legacy Fund was was this fund that that was like administered by Sate with money that had gone into oh. 
it had been saved for the Olympics or wasn't used for the Olympics, the 88 Olympics. Yeah. And so they put it all in a bank account and it was like, I don't know, millions of dollars. And so every year, the interest on it, they just gave the interest away. So the money always stays in the bank. Yeah. But all the interest, sometimes it's $80,000. Right. Uh, they just give away to people as a grant. Right. So I was like, we need a couple a couple grand to put on this screening. And, and I was nervous as hell. I'd never done anything like that before. And I was in this room, this boardroom. And I was like, this is what we want to do. And they and I was like, I blew that, not getting that. <laughs> what? And then three three days later, they were like, you got it. Oh, nice. All right, nice. sweet. Yeah. yeah so that... I don't know. I don't know if that's still a thing or not. <laughs> uh, I have no idea. I mean, I'm, I'm a part of the restricted fund committee. Okay. So you need like one person from each What's year. that? I remember that vaguely. It sort of it sounds a little bit like what you're talking about, but a state puts aside a little bit of money for every year, right, to gotcha. access in case of emergency. Gotcha. You know, just a little bit of an over sure uh, flow mm-hmm. pool um, that we can like tap into if we need a, a little bit of a gotcha. bigger budget. Gotcha. So I, but that doesn't. I mean, no. Yeah, we had to do little fundraisers too. Yeah. Now that I think about it, yeah, we like put we put we put together a calendar like a like a sexy calendar of the guys from the class and <laughs> and uh, we sold like photography at the poster movie poster day or whatever. That's incredible. It's it, it, it has like a there's a day oh, where yeah. the atrium just turns into a shop for posters and images and pictures I guess and so yeah some some photographers donated some stuff and we sold that. Um, but so yeah, that's part of it. It's it's cool that that it's up to you. Like that, I remember that. I remember thinking that 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 was weird when I first heard it. But mm-hmm. it's totally smart. It is. Phil, Phil and Laurie were both like, "If you guys want to have a screening, you got to do it. You got to yeah. put it on." And we were like, "Ah, oh, crap!" Because yeah. we all went to the screening for the second years ahead of us, and we were like, "That was cool. We got to do better." Yeah. Um. So yeah. So uh. Okay. So we'll keep our eyes open for the screening. Everybody. Everybody should <sighs> oh go. Yeah. I should be. I should probably know. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. Well, maybe I can dig it up and put it in the news. <laughs> but uh, the other question I have for you is: It certainly sounds like you're a big fan of Sate. Yeah. And you're currently a student of Sate, so so I, I wouldn't blame you if you didn't want to be critical. But would you recommend the program to somebody interested in getting into the film? Um. Y- yes, I would recommend it. However, it's not the only path. Right. For sure. Obviously. So. Agreed. Uh. But. It's not like a typical film school. It's right. very technical. You're learning hands-on. Yeah. You're learning the gear that you would that would they cost a small fortune renting right. out if you weren't in school. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there is there's huge benefits to it, but plenty of people uh, find success without totally going to school. This too. is true. This is true. Um, and I mean, I've seen actually in the camera department, like that's probably a route if you want to be an AC. You can go through this program, the six six nine program. Yeah. Um, you don't necessarily need school. What I liked about going to SAIT was I left there with a ton of contacts. Of course. So I had a class full of people I knew who were all in film, who if we needed, we need someone to do props on this thing. Or I got gigs through them later on. Um, and then we also met real industry people yeah. as well. And we got our faces in front of people who make decisions. And my practicum led to like a four-year-long gig, five-year-long gig. So uh, all of that was would not have happened without SAIT. But it doesn't no. mean you can't do it without it. Yeah, networking is by far the most valuable aspect to my experience at State. Uh, it's not just my classmates; it's the years after me, like the like the new year, uh, the first years this year I'm meeting, and uh, right. of course all the alumni uh, that I've been in touch with too. I've cool, been, you know, such as yourself. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, sweet. I take a little bit of credit for for <laughs> you do for pointing you in the as direction of State, <laughs> but but re- refresh my memory because we had coffee one time. 
I think I probably told the story already, but we, you were from Edmonton at the time. I know that's not that wasn't your hometown, right? Yeah, um, from Calgary, well, like Oktoks. Born around here, yeah, yeah, yeah. But lived in Edmonton for a while. Came here, yeah, trying to make your way in film. I was like, ah, oh, I'm the same way. I was actually at the American Film Market, yeah, when I got that email on the CSIF. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's funny because Scott is at the European Film Market as we say this. Uh, but uh, so we had coffee, and I was like. I think State's a good route for you. I, I think you were already thinking about it, right? Well, you had already kind of no. Actually, you no? convinced me. Really? I mean, oh, okay. I had considered it right. before, it, as but an th- option, yeah, yeah. From what I heard up in Edmonton, it was just too difficult to get into. Mm. So I didn't have a whole lot of um, confidence with you know with zero experience right, getting right. in. So, but you convinced me, literally. Well, so, and you're the one who got in on your own merit. It's not like I I no. did anything. Well, there. you sure but, helped. Uh, yeah. But but I'm glad. And and yeah, I mean, it's not it's not for everybody. And we should say that at least in, I don't know about your year. But in my year, there were some people who just didn't find value in some of the classes. Right. And you know what? You're paying to go. If you don't want to go to those classes, you don't have to go. Yeah. Um, it's going to hurt your overall uh, grade point average, I suppose. But I don't know how much that really matters in film. If you're if you're a hard worker, a go-getter, and you just genuinely don't feel like this class is worth your time, then you don't have to take it. It's it's up to you. Yeah. Um, so some people did that, and that's okay. Uh, so yeah, not every one is going to love every aspect of this program, but, uh, I think overall it's a, it's a pretty good decision. Yeah. Yeah. You got some world-class instructors there. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, that's it. I think, uh, thanks for, <laughs> thanks for joining us. Good to have you back. And, uh, hopefully we can have you back and do like a whole wrap up when you're all done. Yeah. Thanks for having me again. And uh, I look forward to next time and hopefully I'll have a little bit more to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Have a good one. All right, thanks, Dane, for joining us. And uh, if you're interested in learning more about the SAIT film and video program, you can check out uh, SAIT's website, and uh, you can find all the information about applications and all that good stuff there. Just a reminder uh, that you can find out more information about everything uh, we're about to talk about here in the show notes for the podcast. So uh, anything uh, I mentioned coming up here, deadlines, workshops, you can uh, click on the link uh, in the show notes and you get all the details that uh, uh, I may have missed because I'm going to be gliding over this stuff pretty quickly. Uh, the Shaw Rocket Fund, which is for family programming, uh, has a due date of March 1st, um, and uh, you can submit to that, and that can be part of your financing structure of a larger project. If you're interested in learning more, that is in the show notes, rocketfund.ca. The Production Access Fund from the CSIF is a um, in-kind donation grant um, thing uh, that uh, gives filmmakers access to um, non-cash funding opportunities, so gear, workshop um, credits, things like that. So uh, it's a there are four streams, and it's the Fish Fund, the Cultural Equity Fund, Aboriginal Voices Fund, and the LGBTQ Fund, and applications are due on March 1st, uh, 2017. The Spirit of Helen Award is uh, uh, an award um, where uh, you nominate an artist in the film and uh, I, I think maybe specifically documentary um, world uh, for the award in memory of Helen Folkman, uh, an artist and arts advocate who passed away in 2004. Um, you can check out amas.ca slash spirit dash of dash Helen for more information on that. And the 11th annual Linda Lee Tracy Award call for submissions has opened. 
and the deadline to submit is March 17th. Uh, the 2017 award winner will be announced at Hot Docs Award uh, Awards Night on Friday, May 5th, and they'll be awarded $5,000 in cash uh, from the fund and $5,000 in post-production services from Technicolor, um, as well as a beautiful hand-blown glass sculpture by Andrew Kuntz. Uh, this uh, is an award for an emerging Canadian filmmaker working in the spirit of uh, Linda Lee Tracy, whose films reflected a passionate point of view, a strong sense of social justice, and a joie de vie. Uh, you are uh, now welcome. They are now welcoming submissions for uh, this year's award. So send uh, your submissions over to fava.ca/slash. Uh, the uh, 11th annual Linda Lee Tracy Award, but there's dashes all throughout that, so just click on the link in the show notes. Uh, big news, the uh, Calgary Film Center has announced uh, a program called the uh, the Project Lab. It's just called Project Lab, and it is a programming initiative intended to launch original Alberta voices into the marketplace, supporting the delivery of compelling Alberta stories for immediate distribution with the potential to be further commercialized. So it is for commercial film, um, and uh, the, the program will sponsor and resource two projects per year for an emerging filmmaker through venue, financial talent, crew support, equipment services, uh, and in-kind resources. Um, so it could be quite a quite a big uh, project um, or uh, quite a big fund, um, though I'm not quite clear on how much money is involved or how much you can ask for, um, but you can find it more at calgaryfilmcenter.com slash project dash lab. Upcoming events, of course, Story Summit happening this weekend. Feb 23 to 25, you can now get uh, a single day uh, passes if you don't want to uh, try have to try to find accommodation um, you can just swing in for a single day and then uh, head back home to Calgary if that's where you're based um, so that you don't have to um, pay uh, f- to find a place to stay so uh, VIP tickets uh, are um, 400 uh, the usual amount is uh, 300 and uh, I believe single day um, access is just 150 per person uh, the Red Carpet Affair, uh, which is uh, is put on by the Calgary International Film Festival, this is a uh, fundraising event, uh, in, in kind of uh, as as the um, wonderful uh, Oscar Awards happen this coming Sunday. Uh, it's hosted by Mike Morrison and Kathy Lay, and uh, tickets are one hundred dollars uh, for VIPs. Uh, general seating is sixty dollars, and I believe you get to kind of you know dance and and have a a fun time get dressed up and door prizes raffle uh oscar you know pool thingy um all the good stuff so um check that out uh red carpet is at four o'clock event starts at five and you can find out more in the show notes or on calgaryfilm.com upcoming screenings a series that's been running for a long long time movies that matter uh, at the uh, University of Calgary, uh, is showing um, To Be a Miss, February 22, 2017, uh, at 7 p.m. Uh, also, uh, on February 22nd, uh, Bacon Fest is presenting Citizen Jane, Battle for the City, uh, which is a uh, an event put on by the City of Calgary and the Calgary Underground Film Festival, uh, presenting this film... Uh, series about cities through the lens of Jane Jacobs and her 1961 book, The Death and Life of Great American Cities. 
Uh, on February 23rd, Wings of Desire is screening at the Calgary Cinematique, uh, and uh, it's Wem Winders series with the uh, director's late 80s Homecoming, this first German film after eight years in America. Uh, and uh, you can find out more information at calgarycinema.org. Um, and of course, The Fifth Reel has on February 24th a screening of The Breakfast Club, uh, and you can find out more information about that uh, at thefifthreel.ca. Uh, upcoming workshops and classes. And Media is putting on a, a couple of workshops at the Apple Store and Market Mall. Uh, the first uh, being uh, mobile phone production happening on Saturday, April 8th from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Um, at uh, Market Mall uh, in the Apple Store. Uh, no admission fee for that. And on March 18th, uh, the Final Cut Pro 10 workshop is happening uh, also from 4 to 6 p.m. at uh, at the Apple Store and Market Mall. So you can check out uh, the links in the show notes for more information about that. And, of course, Fava has its wonderful free-for-all workshop February 26th, 1 to 5 p.m. Um, that's the event where uh, a maximum of eight people can join uh, folks at Fava for a uh, free-for-all hands-on uh, experience working with gear, uh, lighting, grips, electrics, um, learning more about that stuff, and... Uh, just uh, getting kind of hands-on with that stuff for free, which is very cool. Grip and Lighting uh, workshop also happening at the CSIF. Uh, it's a workshop to provide an introduction to various location lighting techniques and safety protocols and procedures. It's happening Saturday, February 25th, noon to 7 p.m. on Sunday, February 26th uh, as well. Uh, so it's a two-day course, and that uh, on the Sunday it's 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Uh, you can find out more information about that in the show notes, uh, but also at CSIF is the cinematography workshop, uh, being instructed by Philip Letourneau, who is a, uh, instructor at SAIT as well. And, um, this is a workshop for, uh, to offer an understanding of how cinematographers use artistry, craft, and technology to author their images, supporting the director's interpretation of the story. You can find out more about that at CSIF.org or in the show notes. The Film Production Assistant Workshop is back uh, at Mount Royal. It's a six-hour class uh, for $129 plus GST. It's happening on March 11th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And uh, it's all about giving you an idea uh, of how to be the ideal production assistant. What's shooting in town? Well, uh, that would be Fargo, Winona Earp, and Hold the Dark uh, is going to start production on February 27th, uh, which is all very cool. I don't know if you've seen... uh, the the wonderful blue ruin or green room uh by the same director um awesome movies that i i absolutely love very pumped to see that the same director coming to shoot this netflix movie hold the dark here in uh, calgary and in job calls there is a editor practicum available at the banff center for the arts and creativity uh it will be running from may 29th 2017 to december 15th 2017 and the the due date for your application is March 15th, 2017, and you're going to get to work and learn through exposure to a wide range of post-production projects under the supervision, mentorship, and collaboration of the Banff Center staff, faculty, associated practicums, and project-related artists. The primary tools of focus will be the Avid Media Composer and Symphony Editing applications, along with some time spent in Adobe Photoshop and After Effects for the creation of related graphic elements. So, uh, there's a bunch more to it. Check out more on MediaJobSearchCanada.com. um, and uh, you do get a weekly stipend of $427 and uh, subsidized accommodation may be available. So pretty cool place to learn um, about editing uh, and even get a little bit of money for it. So um, Oscars are coming up, so be sure to get your predictions uh, out there and have fun with that. Um, I have no predictions because I was not prepared 
Um, but I am looking forward to seeing it. I just saw La La Land, which was uh, very enjoyable. Not as great as I, as everyone seems to be making out to be, but uh, another director I love, Whiplash, um, was a great film, and, and this is the follow-up. And really, really cool um, stories about you know being an artist and uh, and trying to make it. Um, so uh, thank you very much to Briar, who does all the organization of the information that happens here, the collection of the details, workshop info, deadlines. It all takes time, and uh, we're very thankful to Briar for her work um, to make this podcast work. So if you're an Alberta filmmaker, uh, this podcast is for you, and it's about you. So share with us, and we'll share with the community. If you've got something going on, let us know. We'd love to uh, put it out there. Um, if we got anything wrong or missed anything, be sure to let us know. And if you have an idea for the podcast, let us know as well. We, we're always looking for guests and um, would love to be a part of uh, your event or whatever you might have in mind. So don't hesitate to reach out. You can reach us at hello at abfilmcast.ca and find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud at abfilmcast. Um, and don't forget to subscribe on iTunes because that is uh, awesome. It's how the podcast grows, um, especially if you give it a five-star rating. Um, and, uh, with that said, go make something.